Excellent. Hey, everybody. Thank you. Does that sound good? Does that yeah, sound, I right. think it sounds yeah. good. Uh, that, yeah, right there. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us this evening. We are live, folks, for Yawa episode 55. And... No. Is it 55? Uh, I thought it was 54. 55. We're here. Okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, correct us if we're wrong, but I want to do a little check-in, folks. I love hearing where everybody's at this evening. Uh, did you, I'm you, trying I was going to throw that. that. Yep. I'm trying to get it up on there. Pull it up. Volume down so I can join in. Where is everyone at, folks? Where are you listening from this evening? What do you got to sip on? I've got an extra, extra special that we'll be talking about here in a minute. Some of those in. What do we got here? I see uh, an Arizona. Skip those ads. Come on, folks. Let's see. Vermont. Hey, oh. Vermont. Arizona. Ohio. Hello. Hiya. I know that Hiya was from Canada. A. New York. (laughs) Um, New Jersey. We got a Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Do you guys have a training program? Heck yeah, we do. Michigan. Toronto. New York. New York. Minnesota. Minnesota. Georgia, Oregon. Pennsylvania. Howdy from Patreon. Aha. Virginia. North Florida. Pennsylvania. Can't keep up. Minnesota. Toronto. Ohio. Oregon. We're at the, we're at the Bucks game. That's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Got another, oh, Ontario. Yes. Texas. Indiana. Nebraska. Indiana, Mississippi, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Oregon, Washington, South Dakota. Drinking a mule. A Moscow uh, mule. Mm-mm, good. T- uh, Tejas? I don't know where that is. I'm Texas. I'd, I'm maybe uh, a typo. Texas. I'm, I'm sorry. going with a typo. I'm sorry. Iowa. Let's see. What does this Lots look like? Places. Holy cow. We still look good, right, folks? Throw that in there. We look good. We everything sound looks good. We sound good. Everybody can hear everything, see everything. Oops. Excellent. Shoot, we've got a Montana. We've got an Iowa. We've got Michigan. Quebec, Idaho. Holy crap. Texas. Thank Lenexa, you. That's Kansas. Well, is it? I, well, Lenexa, I know, is in Kansas. Yeah, Lenexa, Kansas. Heck yeah. All over yeah, the yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. We used to live over that direction. I used to live over that direction. Um, thank you folks for tuning in. Uh, like we do in a majority of things, we're going to talk a little bit about this. This was actually a gift. Some of you folks from Wisconsin, we saw several check-ins there might recognize this. Let me pull, I got to switch here. Sorry guys. I want to make sure that it's in focus. This is, uh, come on now. Whatever. Jay Henry. I don't know. It's, I don't know exactly. Why is it like slightly out of focus? I don't know. Wisconsin, bourbon, Dep- whiskey or something. Could be. This is what I'm sipping on this evening. This has uh, an award there and was a gift from a family that just dropped their dog off. So I want to say, I believe that I saw that they were listening this evening. Maybe. I wasn't reading names. I was reading places. And we missed them at, at the drop off. No. And I wanted to say again, thank you so very much. As well as we have a little snack. This is uh, cheddar cheese. It says smooth and creamy, an Italian-inspired cheddar that's nutty like Parmesan. 
And I mean, you can't be from Wisconsin and not bring cheese, right? I don't, I don't know a single person from, and the one other thing, these are two things about Wisconsinites and they're both good. Okay. Is it Wisconsinite? Is that a thing? Wisconsin. Wisconsinian. Wisconsinite. I like Wisconsinite. So, um, they all have something to do with the cheese, right? It's uh, cheese curds or cheese of some Wisconsin cheese. And I mean, y'all are known for it. It's, it's, it's definitely, um, it says, tell me it's something that says, turn down the video settings using a faster encoding. Is it coming through? Okay. I'm getting a little like blankety blink in my face. What do we got? Oh, here? Scott Thistle. They said they're here. Yay. And so awesome. thank you. We, um, at but the, the Bucks game, but you're the Bucks here. Game. Awesome. The, uh, the two things, uh, it's the cheese. And then the one other, which I don't have them cooled down are it, it's beer. It's a six pack of shoot. Now what? Spotted cow. Sp- was it? Spotted cow. Yes. You can only get it in Wisconsin. And, uh, they, they brought a six pack of that. It's a beer that I absolutely love and don't get to have very often. So thank you very much for that. As well as we're going to sample a little bit of that cheese. They brought some delicious dried chocolate covered cherries that I'm going to snack on a couple and mm-hmm. a very fresh smelling candle. I like it. Very fresh. And then this is actually something that we're going to share with Aiden because he loves pancakes and waffles. And this is burble, burble, blah, bourbon barrel aged maple syrup. And it looks delicious. I'm excited to try it. And the maple syrup for cat, yes. <laughs> well, and Aiden will share with me too. But. I love it. I love it. It says, okay, let me look at one thing. You keep keep rolling, babe. Well, now I'm chewing a cherry, so sorry. What we got here? All right, so this evening we have about a billion things to cover. Yeah, we want to talk to you about a lot of things. A billion things. What what is this? It says encoder here. Really good. Uh, right. It says maybe. Okay. Well, I'm gonna ignore the errors now. Y'all tell me if something pops up and um, you can't, in fact, actually see what's going on. Is it blurry up there? It says we have an excellent connection, but it does look blurry there. Is it blurry, folks? I guess you can look on it on there. No, it looks fantastic. Yeah, and it looks cleared up there now, too, so I don't know what it was doing. Yeah, looks good. Okay, I'm over it. Done. All right, so we've got about a a million and a half things to cover, and we're going to start rolling through a few of those. Now, I see that we did already get a... Super chat, which we don't want to ignore those by any means, but we also want to make some announcements, announcements, because we're really excited about them. But you want to jump and do that first super chat? Yeah, I'm going to jump in on this one. Um, So it says from William there, it says doing platform training. Why do you use the command and in our case specifically we use the q folks it looks good on our end i'm getting a bunch of those so uh just a little fuzzy but fine okay so why do we use the and i'm gonna correct with the q kennel 
The thing about dogs specifically in that one behavior is that dogs are place and situationally oriented and can understand concepts. So when we say kennel, we can apply that to lots of different places. So we can say kennel to load up in a truck. We can say kennel to load on a dog bed. Now, the only time that's going to be confusing, and it does come up on occasion, depending on your situation, how you have things set up. But if you have multiple kennel options next to each other and you say kennel, the dog's going to choose which one that they are most interested in. So that would be the only thing. Otherwise, the dogs fully understand and it eliminates the the need for more cues. So you have the ability to say kennel. Dogs understand that concept and they are more than happy, more than happy to utilize that in the understanding that they can go someplace. Any place we want them to go, we can say kennel. They will go that direction. Does that make sense? I hope that answered your question. Not throw in uh, a little bit. Actually, go cheese heads. Um, Throw in any other questions you have specifically related to that. But it's just a simplification of vocabulary, basically. And dogs don't speak English. So the more simple we can make it for them, the better. Okay. Okay. The cheese is amazing. It is amazing. And it's kind of like breaking apart like a Parmesan cheese would. Mm-hmm. It's a really little good. drier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So while Ethan opens up that bourbon, I'm going to mention how excited we are to have hit 80,000 subscribers. That's right, guys. 80,000 subscribers, which means. This one's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. It's yeah. going to pop really good. I, I think so. <laughs> let down. A little let down on the pop, but okay. I'm sure it will still smell and taste and be all the bourbony things that you like. But 80,000 subscribers is a huge milestone for us. I mean, I feel like it really wasn't all that long ago when we were like, hey guys, if we hit 50,000 subscribers, we're going to tell the pink gun story. Yeah, it wasn't very long it ago. It did at not all. seem very long ago. And here we are now at 80,000, which is just 20,000 shy of our. Huge goal that we had for the year of hitting 100,000 subscribers, getting that silver play button uh, when hopefully that happens sooner rather than later, we can have a special Yawa episode featuring that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely, Oprah. Now, to uh, throw in a couple things about this, I definitely understand why it got the double gold in the 2016 competition. This is delicious. Now, Something that is interesting for someone that you, I did find already, I went and looked, you can buy this online. I will try and throw a link in uh, so you can see exactly a place that you can purchase it. Um, it's cask strength. And by cask, cask strength means it's a little bit hotter, but it doesn't. Um, and we are 60% alcohol by volume, but it does not mean... Um, you know, some cask strength can be hard to drink. Some, um, you know, more, even more standard strength bourbons that are going to be more of a, um, closer to a hundred proof or something like that, 50% by volume or a 90 proof. Even those can taste hotter than what this is was all I'm getting at is this is smooth and it's tasty. All right. I'll give you more as we go. So moving on to other awesome milestones, we have hit 500, 500 patrons. So this is awesome. Thank you to our patrons because remember, guys, they are what 
helps us have this cool equipment and have these awesome setups so that we can do live yawas and we can shoot more training videos to help you guys learn how to train dogs from home, answer those type of questions that you have. And without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. So it's 100%. Now, as a patron, people get the opportunity to also benefit from that membership in a couple different ways. One of which is asking questions on the regular or sending videos in or doing live video chats with. And we're getting quite a few more people that are taking advantage of that. And I think that if you ask any of them or get the opportunity to, um, they're going to say what a huge benefit having cat or I sitting there essentially right over your shoulder going, yep, 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 yep. That looks good or stop. Don't do that anymore. So um, having those things there, you, you've got a pro trainer in your back pocket. And it just gives you the confidence to know that what you're doing is right or what you're doing isn't right, but we can help you fix it in the moment so that the mistakes don't continue to happen and pile up. So thank you to our patrons. And if you guys didn't know, um, we had a goal that once we hit 500 patrons, we were going to have one lucky patron join us for a live Yawa. So we would like to plan on that live Yawa for next week. And we'll do one of those random generator drawer things and, or whatever that's called. We got, we got a California's Californians here. Don't hate, we don't hate on California's come on now, but then we can pull one of those lucky people. They can tune in. We'll give them a call and we can, this cool podcasting equipment can sync to their phone and they can join us and they can ask us some questions live here that, um, you know, they typically get the opportunity on Patreon only and uh, get their answers live. But it is, in fact, live, and we are drastically more candid when I have less time to think about uh, (laughs) the answers. We try and keep the show PG-13, so keep that in mind. But if you are a patron, we're going to be reaching out, trying to figure out who can join us. Uh, We're going to plan on hopefully doing that next week. And so you got to be available next Wednesday at... 7.30 7.30 Central Standard Time. <laughs> 7.30 Central Standard Time. And um, then as well, all you got to do is call in. We will take the call live on the show so you'll be able to hear. And then you can ask us some questions and think up some good ones. I mean, as long as, like I said, which I'm PG-13. PG-13-ish. You can ask us anything. And you get to be part of this live and give us a hard time. And um, it should be fun. should be a lot of fun. Yeah. So really fun announcements. We did get another super chat pop up. So let's go ahead and jump onto that. All right. What do we got here? Well, it's on your. Phone. It says recently I got an MR 1100 from for, Nemo 72. Sorry. Nemo 72 recently got an MR. I always look at that and I think Mr. 1100, um, I got a GSP pop. And for anybody that doesn't know, MR 1100 is a specific model of DT systems e-collars. Those are collars that we use and recommend on the regular. When doing conditioning with recall in videos, you keep the pup moving around, get some distance before the cue. And uh, if the pup sits in place, distance, then cue, is that okay? All right. So let's see here. Do not disturb me, please. Um, as far as what it sounds like there is you're asking, we need to build distance. And you're saying, can I have them sit and stay to build that distance? Now, personally, I'm going to say that, is that, did I read that right? Am I, am I understanding that right? 
I think that's what it means. I think that's what it means. Yep. So I am going to recommend that you find somebody to train with before you do. We see that a lot. People have dogs sit and stay and then do remote releases. And typically when we're talking about introductory collar conditioning, we're talking about a little puppy, right? Or a younger dog. And it can be a setback from a steadiness standpoint or a sit-stay standpoint or a stay-on-your-dog-bed standpoint or a stay-anywhere kind of standpoint to do a lot of remote releases early. Eventually, you'll be able to teach that and develop that, but our recommendation would be if you've got a dog that's overly sticky to you um, to, first of all, probably have started with collar conditioning to kennel or a place board because dogs that are overly cooperative, we teach to go away from us with the collar. Dogs that are overly independent, we try and teach them to come back. And so when you have that overly independent dog, usually there isn't a problem with them leaving your side again. Um, But we're going to recommend if that's in fact what's happening, dog stickies figured out the game, just hanging around you. Let's go ahead and see them um, be called back and forth between someone because it's teaching two things. One, to collar conditioning to recall, but also differentiate between who is asking for what. So you have somebody else that's saying here, oh, yep, that's what it means. Yep, I saw that just pop up. Perfect. So you have the dog that has to differentiate between whether you're calling or your significant other or a child or a friend who is talking to me. And then they're actually learning how to respond to that individual person's request. And And that's teaching more. Yeah. And then some puppies will start to get into a habit of anticipating, Mm -hmm. oh, I got called to mom. And then I'm just going to basically turn around and get called to dad. And then we're not necessarily making sure that they're actually responding to the caller because they're just running back and forth between us. And so what we can do is actually stop them and turn them around and say, nope, even though you're anticipating going back to mom, she never gave you the cue yet. So- Dad's going to give you the cue. The collar's not going to shut off until you get all the way back to him. So it doesn't just go back and forth, back and forth, and they kind of get into a routine and anticipate, oh, I'm just going to get called back the other direction. Yes, 100%. So you're getting, you're kind of conquering, you're killing two birds with one stone, if you will, in a sense of developing a better understanding as well as differentiation between people and working on that collar conditioning all at one time while not causing a detriment to your sit stays and steadiness and and overall obedience, exactly. Excellent. Now, guys, you aren't going to believe this, okay? This has been a day of insanity. I mean, we have been from 5 o'clock this morning just running, 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 and it's to the point where my brain is a little bit uh, on overdrive. Like scrambled egg. Yes. Yeah, so I, I feel I, like a scrambled egg. I got a phone call earlier and I was like, hello? Um, yep. I, um, who are you again? What, what are we talking about? I just completely went blank. And that is not a thing that happens very often. It's just gone. And I, I, I've got to apologize. It's been a crazy day and my brain is nuts. Let's start this over again. And I tried to pay a little more attention and focus. And But there have been a lot of really cool things happening. Now, we just hit that. Go to screenshot that one. Mm-hmm. All right, we got another super chat. We will get to just one second. Cole, Cole, C, I saw C. Okay, so we today, 
today hit 500 patrons. And once we hit 500 patrons, our goal was to make another um, another goal. And that goal is a thousand patrons. Okay. That's a lot. It's a big jump, but it's also a very, very cool jump. And it's going to be a much bigger thing for Patreon, patrons, all of that stuff with that. So I'm going to answer this super chat. We're going to answer this super chat. And then I want to explain this to you because we're really, really excited about this new setup. What do we got here? Love the videos. Thank you. By the way, this is Cole uh, Frimmel. Okay. Getting a new lab pup in June. Can you explain clicker training and how to properly mark behaviors? This is awesome. I want to do this one. So clicker training. We use a clicker to mark behaviors because the sound of that clicker is exactly the same every single time the puppy hears it. There is, and it's a very quick click. It happened and timing is very important. So it's not a- uh, Break it down even more than that. So like what, what is a clicker specifically? Why, like just the- So a clicker, it just makes a mechanical clicking sound basically. Yep. And we do have to make that clicker mean something. We have to create a positive association with that sound. And we do that through charging the clicker. Uh, we do have tons of videos on the YouTube channel- different puppy series that you can follow along with and watch what that process looks like. But the click, it's the exact same sound every single time and it can't carry inflection if you're having a scrambled egg brain kind of day. And if you are having some baggage, you know, emotionally from a crappy day at work and you still wanted to work with your puppy that afternoon, but you're like, that a boy. Yes. Good girl. They're going to hear that in your voice that, yeah, that's not the same as what dad normally sounds like. So having that, that a boy, that a girl in the click. So they understand that that click means something good is coming. The reward of the food that we've charged is coming as well as that click marks the behavior we're looking for as well as ends the behavior we're looking for. So if we want them to sit As soon as that little puppy butt hits the ground, click, then the behavior is completed and it is over. We don't have to have a stay, especially in the beginning. And then that click takes a picture, a snapshot in that puppy's brain of what they did at that exact moment was exactly right. And it was what they needed to do. And that is how we can build a very quick association with those behaviors, positively reinforce them. And puppies learn so much faster with that consistency in that sound, um, in the timing of that sound. Um, We've had people say, well, can I use a cue word like yes or good girl? Or we've even had people that want to whistle. And all of those sounds are going to be slightly different as well as not as quick as the clicker. So the timing of what you're marking will be a little bit off. And then... um, what was the rest? Was that the rest of the question or was there more of that question? Mm. It was what is clicker training and how, how to properly mark behaviors. So the timing is really important. It, the exact moment that the behavior that we're asking for happens, whether it's a sit, a kennel, a lay down, that's when the click needs to happen. If your click is delayed or preemptive, like you're like, oh, the puppy's butt is about to hit the ground and you click and then they're actually like loading. I've had puppies do this and my timing has been off. I mean, we all make mistakes, but 
the puppy's butt will be like just about to hit the ground and you're like, oh yeah. And you click ahead of time and then the puppy jumps at you and the click happens literally as they're jumping at you. And you're like, oh, now I just marked you jumping. Well, once isn't probably going to break the situation, but consistently having bad timing is going to make, you know, it difficult for the puppy to understand what we're truly wanting them to do and the behavior that we're working on. So the click marks the behavior that we're looking for. The timing has to be good, but it also ends that behavior. So as soon as their puppy butt hits the ground, they hear that click, they can hop back up again. It's extremely powerful and an extremely important part of our program and development. So it's a great question. Absolutely fantastic question. Good job, Kat. So back to the next goal and the next goal being 1,000 patrons. All right. So what we're going to be doing with this, and it'll show that there will be more details as it goes along, but what we are going to do once we reach 1,000 patrons is sponsor an individual. A patron. Patron. Yeah. Uh, to come to one of our training seminars. Hopefully we'll be able to plan a few later. We've got still the tail end. I'm hoping tail end of COVID stuff for the spring, as well as Mama to be is falling into that window. So we're hoping to do a later summer. Um, we got somebody here from Portugal. Uh, hoping to do something that, that'll be a little bit later this summer to early fall. We will announce that. So we're going to have a couple seminars later. And we were, we're hoping that that will coordinate when, when we hit a thousand patrons. So yeah, that we'll make we, it work. Yeah. So that we can have one lucky patron come out and participate in our training seminar. And like Ethan said, we're planning on sponsoring that. So, you know, plane tickets or travel expenses to get out here, Whatever as well it as is. the cost of the seminar. Um, seminar, hotel, meals, all of it. All-inclusive adventure to come train with your dog and us. Yes. That I'm excited about. You should be excited about it. I'm I hope excited you're excited about it. About it's, it. A huge, it's a huge next milestone and a way for us to continue to thank and give back to our patrons because they're giving so much of themselves and their time to us as well. 100%. Now, the next thing that we've got that's also exciting news. Looks like we've got another super chat. Is that a new one? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm sucking here. Pull this back up. Okay. It says uh, Pilot Smalls. Let me screenshot that there. Yes, please. Uh, it says you need some Gibsons in that glass. I don't know what Gibsons is, but I'm excited. Um, on to the super Pilot chat. Smalls. Yeah, I'm getting there. Oh, okay. Well, I I thought your scrambled egg brain kind of caught up with you again. And no, no, no. I'm here. You're here to stay, baby. Um, it says here, opinions about snake avoidance training versus immunizing Um, Now, this is an interesting thing. It says, we have a red tail boa and I'm worried about avoidance training will cause our puppies stress at home. That is an absolutely fantastic point. Um, So how- an interesting point. It is an interesting point. So how snake avoidance training works, for those of you that don't fully understand, there are um, poisonous snakes and dangerous snakes out there. In the areas that some of us hunt or in the areas that some of us live. And they've started a process called snake avoidance training that is primarily built around rattlesnakes. And they teach the three S's 
um, avoidance of sight, scent, and sound. Yes, rattlesnakes don't sound like like they make in the old Western movies. It sounds like anyhow. They are working through all three of those things, and they basically say, no, stay away. This is bad. They utilize e-collars and a braking style of handle. Lots of pressure when they encounter those things until the dog will 100% avoid that specific situation, then they move on. Now, in your in your case, you hear that snake coming out of me there? Um, in your case, I 100% understand. Where are you located? Um, where are you located, Pilot Smalls? And what snakes are you dealing with? Because this is a this is a couple things that are going to be important with this. Um, if you can throw that in there real quick, we'll keep on this. Here we go. But immunizing snakes. Th- there was also a question about immunizing. If you're in an area where there are rattlesnakes. Um, we live in Arizona. Lots of rattlesnakes. Okay, yeah. We would definitely recommend getting immunized, even if you do the snake avoidance training, because. And this is a thing, okay? So I don't, I, this is a, it's an interesting thing. I don't know if you actually received this or it was information that I just got. Whoop, wrong way. Um, there was a, uh, what would it call? Somebody that deals with venom of Vem, vem, there's a word for it. What is a, a person that deals with venomous snakes? It's a, there's, it's an actual. A snake handler? No, nah, no, it's a real word. Like a, like it's an, it's an actual discipline from the science standpoint. I'm going to Google Yeah, like a venomologist or something. I don't, what is it called? I'll look it up, but okay, you, you look it continue. Up. So anyhow, um, I have used for a very long time, and it is recommended by lots and lots of vets, a product that is made by Red Rock Techno- Rock something Red something Rock Technologies, and they actually produce what they are calling a quote unquote vaccine. The vaccine does not does not in any way, shape, or form prevent you from having to go to the vet with your dog if they get bit by a rattlesnake and get a load full of venom. You finding it? No. It's it's not uh, like a I'll find it. Okay. You do that. Okay. I'll find it sometime. Probably not right this second. But anyhow, so this is the thing. We used them for a long time. It's a recommendation. I believe, honestly, it's our buddy, Peter, you guys have met him. He recognize, he recommends, uses them. Um, but somebody else that is a professional in that department says that that is faulty um, faulty information, science, procedure, because of the fact that um, it works more the way that allergic reactions can, which is why you treat with Benadryl for getting bit by a rattlesnake. Your body has essentially a more allergic type reaction too. And if you get, um, if you have a severe allergic reaction and then get introduced again and again, typically that gets progressively worse. So it isn't supposedly supposed to be it's something that I would do more research on. We don't have rattlesnakes here. I don't hunt in areas that there are an abundance of rattlesnakes. And even when we lived in Northwest Kansas, the number of rattlesnakes that we interacted with was 
drastically more than here, which we found zero knocking on everything possible. Here we go. Uh, uh, Serpaturium, maybe. Okay, I'll look that up. I don't know if that's exactly what I mean, but is that like that's like a snake handler, maybe? If that's a, are you, are you, are you just giving us a hard time here? But anyhow, so he got you to say it on live, Yawa. So yes, <laughs> if it's real or not, ter, ter, terrarium. Um, so there are two thought processes behind that. That's the first time that I had heard that, and I haven't had to do a ton more research on. But it's definitely something you should look up. There are a lot. herpetology. Herpetology. A herpetologist, I believe, sounds more correct. Um, I will. Herpetologist, I believe, is what I. Ethan's gonna fact check you. I'm gonna have to fact check this in a minute, but I believe herpetologist is what it was explained. So there are multiple thoughts. This is getting used, it's getting recommended, and we did it with our dogs when we lived in Northwest Kansas. But one thing that we didn't do was snake avoidance training. That was because we had few enough snakes around. Now, if you're gonna say every trip to the field, there is a very high chance we are going to encounter poisonous snakes, rattlesnakes. Okay, herpetology is the scientific study of snakes. So it could have been, um, but I believe this was somebody that was studying venom, actually, I believe. So I'll look that up too. But, so there are two thought processes behind that. Now, as far as the snake avoidance training itself, if you don't have a large volume of snakes in your area, I would recommend against it. And the reason for that is because... You've introduced them to snakes now. And depending on the prey prey drive and level of desire to hunt and whatever else in your specific dog, it's eventually any, like any breaking training, it's eventually going to wear off. And when it does wear off, what's going to end up happening is your dog is going to investigate that because now they know it's a thing that exists and it slithers and it does its stuff where when we encountered snakes, rattlesnakes in the field, all of our dogs ran right past them and completely ignored them. There was no attention given to the snakes. And that's because they had no idea what a snake was. So there, you could go either way. That was the route we chose to take. Now, if I was saying every single day, our dogs will encounter poisonous snakes or rattlesnakes, 100%, I would do snake avoidance training. In your specific situation, I don't believe that all snakes smell the same, but I believe that they're going to put off enough of the same oils and odors that you could potentially run into some issues. But I'm also going to say, based on my little true experience with pet snakes, that you'd probably rather your dog, short hair, hunting dog, avoid the snake to begin with. Because I've seen dogs go, well, not seen specifically, but um, Daniel, Daniel's dogs uh, from Scout and yep. Scout went to snake avoidance training. Okay. She killed the rattlesnake in the snake avoidance because it was part of the, like the striking um, from a scent stand or a sight standpoint, the, the actual striking is part of that. And she, they hit her with a collar and she went, snatched the snake up and killed it. So I would hate for that to happen to your other pet too. There are all kinds of, of things going on here. That's, That's a, a very complex question. question. It's a, it is a tough one. And I'm sorry, I don't have a, I'm sorry, I don't have a better answer, but there's a lot of information that I tried to red rock technologies is the venom or anti- laboratories, red rock tech, technology laboratories, maybe it's red rock. 
Just Something red rock. It. Anyhow, great question. Sorry I had a scattered answer. I tried to throw as much snake knowledge as I could at it and hope it stuck. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do we got next? Uh, okay, it says here, uh, thank you guys so much. Y'all are awesome. This is my first GSP. Uh, this is Nemo72 again. Mm-hmm. All... All my training is based on you guys. Just wanted to say how much I appreciate y'all. Well, thank you. And we appreciate the super chat. Thank you. We do. Absolutely. Uh, you screenshot both those? Yep. Okay. It says, uh, Eli Handy says, how would I prevent a premature point? Example, pointing a scent where the bird could be out of gun range because the wind is carrying it too far. Aha. This is a good one. Kat, do you want to start with it? So... Because I definitely am going to have something to say. Of course you will. So typically dogs that have exceptional noses like that um, also have a typically more cautious hunting, uh, cautious hunting style. Style. There we go. Mm -hmm. There's a good word. And so they are acknowledging that scent and they're like, well, I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to overpressure this bird. So I'm going to just point it, lock up right then when I smell it. Now, some dogs, especially with the more experience that they gain, will start to differentiate that that's, you know, that's old scent or that's cold scent or, you know, the bird was there, but it's run on and it's a little further and they'll start tracking and they'll work in on that scent a little bit more to help pinpoint it. Um, I think we talked about this in one of our last Yawas about being able to help move a dog up and releasing them to move up further and move up further to help track out those birds and help you pinpoint their location a little bit more. With wild birds for sure, yep. Yeah, and um, now if that starts to create problems or then, you know, you're releasing them and then they're like, oh, I'm just going to go in flush and that's not what your end goal is, then we would definitely want to reevaluate what we're doing with that releasing cue. Continue. I was reading, sorry. Okay. I was pointing too because I was yeah, reading I with my with details. the end of my finger. It was more details. It says uh, uh, toxicology is the study of animal planet toxins and animal venom and anthrax, etc. So oh. a toxicologist also sounds like it could fit. It could fit. So um, one of the two. But then sometimes dogs get into a habit of false pointing as well, where you know they're pointing old scent or feather piles and things like that. And we don't want to put a ton of emphasis on those situations so that they can learn, hey, that's not a bird. There's nothing there. Move along. And a young dog with an inexperienced nose, you're typically going to see those type of behaviors out of as well. Yes. Um, So my add to that is a lot of people, I think, misconstrue a quote-unquote false point like that as a problem. Okay. It is a thing. The young dog could have some lack of experience, but I will take the dog that points at 30 or 40 or 50 yards with optimal scenting conditions, right? So peak performance, they're pointing at 50 yards. Some of you may be saying, uh, 50 yards. That's ridiculous. How am I ever going to find the bird? Well, 
That dog right there that can point the bird, win the bird in optimal conditions at that extremely long distance is also the bird that in the dog, s- the dog that in suboptimal scenting conditions where the average dog is running past and misses completely, they are going to be still finding birds. Dogs that have extreme levels of nose. Now, like Kat mentioned, and I'm 100% reiterating the fact that that can be a developed thing where they get overly cautious or can be a personality characteristic, but all of it is going to advance with experience. As long as you are handling it properly, if you have enough wild birds, and the key is enough wild birds, not just enough wild bird hunting trips, you need enough wild birds because dogs that get bored can start hunting off game. They are pointing mice. So they are actually pointing something. They're pointing mice or they're pointing bugs or they're pointing whatever they smell. And they're trying to find something to do. So it's a combination of things. Rarely have I seen a dog that has enough early exposure to wild birds have trouble with those things. So it, it comes around to all of those all of those type of things. Um, uh, we're missing a couple of these. We need uh, Yep. So it's, it's one of those things that, uh, like Kat said, move the dog up, everything else, but with experience, they should have the opportunity. And a lot of times when we have those really cautious dogs, I use the term and I start grumping at the dog behind them. I'm like, point it or knock it. Come on. Let's see what you got. Keep moving up and show me you 100% are confident. There's a bird within a reasonable distance of you or bump the bird and learn where exactly you should be respecting that, that yeah being that respectful and understanding where that is so absolutely fantastic question we got another one here um jose garcia i think yep jose garcia says did i screenshot that one i don't remember okay we'll do it again here because i did that one for sure yep. yep okay so it says uh i have a lab that is ready for pickup on five one congratulations Exciting. A new puppy. besides charging the clicker what should i be doing to coincide with that to give my puppy a good start. Uh, I'm going to say this is a real simple one. Oh, I, if we don't agree on this one, it'll be interesting. Yo, I got my answer written down right here. No, on the count of three. Okay. One, two, three. Playlist. Crate training. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say go to, Cat gave this a more specific answer. My answer was go to our playlists and watch Sprig and Clutch and what we did in the first basically year of their lives. We'll talk about Clutch here in a second, but the the first year of their lives are there. Step by step, what we did, charging the clicker, teaching sit, teaching place training, teaching crate training, how we worked through those things. With Clutch, even how we traveled home with him. So there's lots of really cool things in those playlists. Cat is 100% right. Crate training is an extremely important thing to do along right with- Right at the beginning. Right at the beginning. Start from puppy. day one. Yep. Not, ah, we'll start that next week. And I know Ethan mentioned, you know, follow along with Sprig and Clutch's playlists because those are the labs and that will probably coincide most closely with your lab puppy. But don't be knocking those short hair puppy playlists Either because the basic obedience is very similar. Very Sorry. similar. And sometimes we mention things in one playlist and then don't mention it in another playlist because either we forget. We're to evil. No, nah, we're just evil. We want you to watch them all. Or what happens is 
people ask a question after we've recorded, you know, and finished one puppy's playlist. And it's like, oh, we've got this puppy tricks. We're going to do a video on that because it's just something that we think of as like second nature and we just do. And then people are asking about it and we're like, we should really do a video on that. So then it gets incorporated into one of the other puppies playlists, specifically the crate training that I was talking about. Uh, we just did a video. Well, not just, but when she came home at eight weeks old, we did a puppy crate training video. That's really important. Um, and talks about, mistakes that you can make and how to be strong and how important crate training really is. We had a question about that. I was just throwing it up, trying not to be overly distracting, but I was. As usual. Hey, it is Red Rock. Um, Biologics is the name of the company. Uh, we got that one, right? Yep. I don't all right. So we got another. Yep. 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 I got them all. Super chat. We got another one here. It says, which training collar do you recommend? I have a dog truck, 2,500, but it doesn't buzz slash vibrate. So first of all, I'm going to say, take that dog truck, throw it in the garbage. No, I'm just teasing. Um, there are lots of great products out there, but what we specifically recommend in, uh, there's a couple different options. Depending on your end goals, you need to kind of decide. And we have a really cool uh, cat designed flow chart and it shows you it says first of all these were there was a bunch of deciding factors to decide exactly how it started but the biggest deciding factor with dt systems collars are do you want a beeper or do you not want a beeper and the beeper isn't tone the beeper is for locating a dog on point or in thick cover it's audible up to 400 yards so if you want that you follow the flow chart this way as if usual, you distracting Ethan. Don't want that. Follow the flow chart this way. And then it gives you lots of other features that you can help narrow down what you ultimately want out of an e collar. 100%. So it breaks those things down. Now, as far as our recommendations go, if you are looking for a beeper on the collar or not, the, the ones that I'm going to go to to begin with, and I, I say this regrettably, is the SPT series, the 2430 and the 2420. That is your non-beeper and your beeper models of the Super Pro Trainer series. It has a three and a half mile range. You get all the features, beeper, range, point, or uh, range and point modes. You get- If you've got the beeper version. Yep, you get a jump and a rise feature. Uh, very helpful for training. You get 50 levels, you get- Fully rechargeable, waterproof collars, the whole nine yards. It's a, it's an absolutely fantastic unit. Now, I did that one. Yep. You got that because he... Wait, wait, wait. What are we doing? So he gave us a super chat. I was just showing you on the next one, but he didn't get his question. He put it there. Oh, got it. That's what it is. Sorry. Oh. Okay, so... SPT series has all the features. I got to distract him this time. Yeah, baby. Uh, top of the line, the best. Okay. Expandable to two dogs, but you got to make that decision at purchase. You either get one with a toggle switch or you get one without. It's kind of an older technology, but it's still primo. Then you come down a little bit and you have the 1820. That's if you're not looking for a beeper. Now there's also an 1850, but you lose vibrate. And I'm a huge fan of vibrate. The SPT has all the features. Then you jump down to the 1450. It has the beeper and all the features. Um, and then at the kind of the 
most cost-effective option, but still an extremely awesome unit is the Mr. 1100, MR1100 that we talked about earlier in this episode. So I will say um, it kind of depends. Let's see here. Who, but I who highly William? recommend a collar, especially if you have a young dog Follow that you're the starting the collar conditioning process with to have a collar with Vibrate. Yep. It's really, really beneficial. So, uh, William, we need, it sounds like we need to just talk a little bit more about your specifics, but there are a lot of really good options and I would be happy to talk more with you. Um, it does say in here, somebody else commented as well, Benadryl, yes, for the venom aspect of things. Um, keep your dog calm. Don't cut the, the that's an old thing. Um, you know, cut the venom. And then suck it out. Yeah, that's yeah, not good. Suck it and spit it. Um, and... The <laughs> just keep breathing. Yep. So Benadryl is important for that. Then we got a, a Tyler Oblanger says, "What you drinking?" I'm checking in late. It is the J. Oh, it's focused perfectly that time. J. Henry and Sons from Wisconsin. This was a gift here from some folks local uh, recently, and it is it is delicious. If I even have to say so myself. Glug, glug, glug. All right, we got another one. We do have another one, and I definitely want to get to it. Did you screenshot it yet? I think so. Okay. From yeah. Russian. What's Pretium. a good bird to train with? What is a bird? Good, bleep, bleep. Yeah. What is a good bird to train with? We've actually answered this before, mm-hmm. and I won. Ethan had his bird, and then I was like, "But," and my bird wins. The That's best right. bird to train with, and I convinced him of this, is a pigeon. And it doesn't, not a homing pigeon, just a feral pigeon. But you can use pigeons for so many things. You can use them for your bird introduction. They're a bigger, hardier bird, so they don't necessarily um, encourage mouthing and rolling of that bird. Yeah, like quail a quail typically would, do. Or a smaller bird. They can be used for our positive pigeon drill, even if they aren't. A homing pigeon, which we actually showed in the last tricks video. I was like, this is a $30 drill. I mean, if you use these pigeons and you just have to throw a few that aren't coming back, you're out 30 bucks, but you got the drill completed and it can be done with homers or non-homing pigeons. Then when we start teaching puppies to point birds and launchers, we always start that process again with homing pigeons, but any pigeons will do in a launcher. You just know if they're being launched, they're not coming back if they're not a homing pigeon, which is fine. And then once the puppy's doing a great job with their steadiness, you can start having them go out and shoot those feral pigeons over them. And then they can put all the pieces together, pointing, retrieving, becoming more steady. And then once your puppy has all of those basics under their belt and they have a strong understanding of everything, then take them hunting and they've got everything they need to go out and apply what they've learned with other birds. Cat's 100% right. 100% right. Now I do want to say, because I saw this rolling through there, we had back uh, a ways back. Somebody asked a question about pigeons specifically and said, Hey, when are you going to do your next pigeon video and show us your updates and all the things? So This falls back into one of the updates that we're going to be doing here in a little bit. So, no, it's coming in a minute. We're going to be talking about something else that is in regards to the pigeon stuff. I got all excited. Now, as a segue, 
It was a segue we have so reminder. Many it was a segue reminder because you were talking about pigeons. People are asking about pigeons. I've got some really cool information about pigeons. But the next thing, because we, we made a list, folks. We there did was a make lot a of list. stuff. Okay. Because we didn't want to miss anything. It was, uh, all right, we're caught up there. So it says uh, here. Um, this is kind of cool. Easy leads, right? This is a product that we uh, created, have made, sell via our store. Yeah, that's also something really cool. But sell via our store. And the easy leads are now a licensed, registered trademark, easy lead. That is a thing with the little the R, R and the, because we own the registered trademark easy lead. It's a so, little update, but we're excited. We're about really it. excited. It's Very kind excited. Of a big thing for us, anyhow. Okay, so now this is this is the next one, and this one is one like we're talking about whirlwind of a day, right? Five o'clock rolls around. It's been balls to the walls all day long, and and you know when you have one of those days that things just don't go right. It, it, you, people say like uh, things come in three, bad things come in threes, things come in threes. Well, today was like a things come in twelves, okay? Or however many. I yeah, don't know, lot. lots. And it's like every time you're like, oh, this is going to just go so smoothly and be perfect. And you're like, no, it's not. Now An- this is going to add like thing. four more steps to make this work. Okay. It could have just been easy. Why couldn't it have just been easy? So those that have been following our... Um, announcements for the year as far as puppies and updates. Okay. This is and our um, newsletter. I, I gotta also say that this is one that we were, we were hesitant about because it's one of those things that you feel, you feel bad about it. Okay. But it's real life folks. And that's what we're about. We're about talking about what happens, how it happens, why it happens and what we have to do because it happens. Okay. Um, buddy, she came into heat earlier this year. She was bred to shoot her. Unfortunately, um, da, 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 da. um, shooter is, he's not dead. Yeah, shooter people is going to misconstrue that. Okay. Okay. So r- rest his testicles soul. The he's, he's getting older. He's struggling from a fertility standpoint a little bit. This happens with old dogs. Okay. It's very common. The, the thing is we tried to get her breeding. He's an absolutely phenomenal dog and muddy would be up there with the top of my little lovebirds, all right? I absolutely love Muddy. I love Muddy puppies. We bred her to Shooter this spring. We did everything. Everything. Progesterones, timing timing right, all of it. Yep, 100%. Did an ultrasound to confirm pregnancy. The ultrasound showed Muddy was open. We made our, because we put anywhere from six to eight deposits on a litter, we made our eight phone calls in this specific situation because Muddy's more of a fertile myrtle and had nine last time. Yes. Nine puppies last time. So we expect that size litter, maybe plus or minus one. Okay. Open. Open means not prego. And so we All had right? to call and give the sad news and disappoint everybody. A lot of people. Lots of people. I being one of them because I wanted a puppy. Okay. Guess what happened today at five, four? It was 55? like five oh five, something like that. Five oh five. Well, look back at your call list. Uh, let's look. What time was it? Five oh two. Five oh two. Good call, cat. Okay, at five oh two, I received a phone call from one of our wonderful employees that said, uh, "There's a puppy in Muddy's run." 
Because she's in a kennel run. I said, uh, what the beep, 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 beep. What do you mean there's a puppy? I didn't say beep, but you know what I said. Um, there's a there's a puppy in Muddy's run. And the first thing, because Grit has a beautiful litter of puppies on the ground, I'm like, how did Muddy get one of Grit's puppies to her? That's no. impossible. There's no then way. Then I can hear in the background, it is a newborn puppy. Squeak, squeak, squeaking. In Muddy's run. So what does that mean? Muddy, in fact, was not open, as we understood, and she had a puppy. I believe she, she's being sat with right now. Uh, we're in the still normal window of time, especially if it's a small litter, and there's a good chance that we will be at the vet clinic tonight for an x-ray to make sure she is for sure done. But um, Sam is sitting with her right now, helping her through this process, and um, we we have a little muddy puppy. So surprise! surprise! Wasn't Folks, exactly it's real the life. surprise that we were no expecting. We, for sure. we we do our due diligence. We had an ultrasound done by the same people that do all of our ultrasounds and are always accurate. We've even double checked them sometimes when we've been really hopeful that they've been wrong, um, and they've been they've been good. So, but this time they were wrong. So we have a muddy puppy. Now don't get your hopes up folks. If you're listening, most likely I, me, I will keep this puppy because I love muddy puppies as well as it's a singlet. And there's a lot of things that go into raising a single puppy properly. They don't get the same exposure. They don't get the same thing. So I will take that upon myself. Us, we will take that upon ourselves to make sure that this little puppy does not be, it becomes a quality citizen. Okay, it's important. Yeah, it doesn't have its littermates to socialize with. So there comes a time that we have to step in and do a lot more of that socializing for the puppy. This could be. Um, this could be. This could be something that uh, she she was still laboring some. So I'm I'm hopeful maybe that there's a second puppy at it, least something potentially but. the puppy or. Um, because the puppy was born unexpectedly and not sitting with her, which we normally do with our moms, maybe still working on the placenta. I mean, we don't really know. And so that's why going and getting an x-ray and things afterwards will probably be what we're looking at. Exactly. And we are, I mean, folks, we're extremely on top of the stuff. We're doing ultrasounds. We have everything timed out. We're doing, um, temperature checks up to a week ahead of time. We move the dogs into their boxes. We know all of these things, but when we get a not pregnant, it's one of those things that we believed it and she didn't show, which means she probably has one or two puppies maximum. And that didn't allow her to say, Oh, look at me now I'm pregnant. All right. So, uh, yes, mind blown here at the same time. Um, someone asked if we could give the puppy time with the other litter, they're a week There's and a, a half potential. age difference, yes, but it's not a, right now. It's a big difference. Um, as they get older, getting some interaction and socialization closer to like four or five weeks old, as long as, you know, the single puppy is developmentally following along with where we would like them to be so that they don't get bullied or picked on um, by a little bit older rowdier litter. It's got to be appropriate, which is going to involve constant supervision. But yes, there will be some crossover super um, socializing as they get older. Into that uh, six, seven, eight week mark, there's a a good window that we should be able to do some stuff with that. Um, But so it's another announcement and um, 
Mind blown. Yeah. Surprise. So add it to the day. Now, uh, Jake, please help me. There's a lot of messages here. We see your super chat. We love it. Please refer to my question about jumping. Will you copy and throw it in here at the bottom so it's it's up to date for me to be able to find quickly? I would be happy to answer the question for you. And because I see it right here, did the bourbon get delivered with the Wisconsin cheese? Yes, it did. And we absolutely love those folks uh, because this cheese is um, is the highlight of my day. That's really, really good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So while we're waiting for Jake to copy his um, question back down so that we can find it easily. We have another announcement. Because this has been a day of announcements. We had the opportunity here not very long ago to meet with a gentleman that is a custom uh, small batch, uh, small batch coffee roaster. Okay. Yeah. So he has company roast coffee. He's got absolutely ridiculously legit equipment for a small time deal. And, um, he sent me out, uh, as a friend of a friend met the guy. He's an absolutely fantastic individual. And he's, he sent with me a whole barrage sample pack, a sample pack of this is what we do here. Coffee wise. Okay. And everybody has different flavor, palettes and likes different styles of coffee and all of those wonderful things. But I'm going to tell you right now, the coffee's freaking delicious. And I'm a picky coffee person. Like if it's not good, I'm not going to drink it. And if it's not going to be good at different strengths and different ways that you brew it. Eh. And I'm a huge skeptic. Okay. I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell you right now that I was the first person to go um, it's, uh, it's an acquaintance through Peter. Okay. My body really, really, really good body. Um, he said, Hey, I got this guy and he's roasting coffee. And I'm like, yeah, I bet that tastes wrong. <laughs> I, not interested. Well, got to meet the guy. The guy's fantastic. He's like, Hey man, you just got to try the coffee here. And I'm going to say, I, I'm glad that we did. We are going to be moving through testing, sampling, um, helping create some flavors and some different things and having the um, the coffee that is for you purists and then the flavors for you flavor lovers. And um, the coffee is uh, is easy to drink. It's easy. It's smooth. They've got bold. They've got all of it. Dark roasts, light roasts. Uh, they also have whole bean ground. There's lots of options. And K-Cups. Um, and, and K-Cups, yeah. yeah. K-Cups right so, off the bat. So it's it's an insane process that this guy's got in, in a small scale, which means extremely high quality control, right? Nothing's getting lost in translation. It's all good. It's always ready to roll. So now it's what we want to do and have wanted to do for a very long time. And this was kickstarted by a gentleman who had his dog trained here and was so incredibly happy with how his dog turned out that he made a donation. Cody's um, cash. Cody's cash and wanted that to go to somebody else so that they could help experience essentially us. You know, like having their dog trained and becoming the best dog that they can be and that dog our program. Yeah. Yep. So what we want to do is we're, we're going to take that donation, which has really kickstarted this, that my mind has been rolling and rolling and rolling. Um, and we were going to apply that toward as the, the beginning stages of this fund. And then we're going to take profits from coffee sales. This will be coming out soon. 
give us 30 plus days, the, but not much more than that. The guy's already the coffee guru here. We're going to add a, a few final touches on what we specifically want to offer to y'all. And then the, that is going to help fund youth to attend training seminars. Bring your dog. And this is, again, full sponsorship, full sponsorship. The more money in the kitty, the more kids that we can sponsor. But youth members with dogs, without dogs that have an interest in dog training or want to work with those things, this is going to be inclusive for them and a spot and, and a chaperone, Chaper, yeah, chaperone, not a sponsor, chaperone. You need somebody to come You with need them. someone. Yep. So that's travel expenses, meals, hotels, the seminar fees. And this is going to, I'm going to speak, I'm going to step out on a limb there because I know this is going to involve, um, Bob and I are planning on doing some cooperative seminars as well. So it's going to include that as well. I know Bob will be on board with this. He loves kids. We've been talking about stuff for a while. I hope I didn't put my foot in my mouth, but I believe you will be. I haven't even talked to him about it yet. Just start messaging it to him and say, hey, I heard you're, you're joining Ethan with some coffee stuff. But the proceeds of that are going to help support. Um, it's all about providing you guys with an excellent uh, product, which is freaking delicious coffee, which is again, what, what drives us. I mean, without coffee, I would not be probably alive. So Hard to function. But then we want to be able to help... Uh, give back. And this is the way. So every bag of coffee you support, we will have details coming soon, but every bag of coffee is going to support, is going to help support um, youth seminars, youth, youth joining seminars. Yep. Okay. So that's another exciting thing that we wanted to mention this evening. Looks like we've got another super chat, but it, um, Jake ended up copying his question so that we can Excellent. find Let's it. Do it. So it's right here. It says, I have a four month old GSP that jumps on my kids. We do place training and she does great, but now how do I get her to stop the jumping? How old this are your tough. kids? Yes. Um, that is a big more part questions. of it. I need a little more information. It's mostly when she's excited. Jake, throw in there. We're going to keep coming back to you. Throw in there um, as far as how old the kids are. Okay. Gavin, I'm sorry. I'm not going to try your Zong, Zong Z, with a K, with an X. It's like not a K. K. He's Continue. also dyslexic. Continue. I'll read it for yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. How do you train a female dog to wear diapers during a heat cycle? Want to be prepared for my dog? First heat cycle. Thank you. So uh, I don't know if you necessarily train them. We just put the we just put them on doggy diapers on with a panty liner in them. Yep. Um, and they get taken off when they go out to go to the bathroom. And then we try and keep the females busy in a sense of giving them bones or things to chew on. So they're not trying to dig at or chew on or, you know, pull off their diaper. Supervision is important. If they're spending time in a crate, we take the diaper off. It's just for when they're out and about in the house, they're not going to be wearing their did you, panties. Did you get both of those? I think I did. So they're not going to be wearing their panties throughout. The biggest mix, the biggest mistake that we've made with that is uh, I send dogs out with them still. Like they sneak out with them on and then they pee and then you got to. And then you're like, okay, next pair of panties. Yep. Um, you talk, I didn't, I was reading, did you say like a panty liner in there? Okay, I did. Cool. You got it. So it doesn't take much. Next here, I saw one and four. Okay. So you fall right into the window of the one-year-old's going to struggle with it yet. All right. The dog is going to have to learn and it's part of it. But your four-year-old is more than capable of helping teach this because the the children have to be part of it or the dog is going to take a very long time to earn respect for the children. 
Aiden, we work on this on a regular basis. Now, in no mean, by no means, is he perfect, okay? He struggles with stuff. He gets knocked down. There's tears on occasion. The puppies have to learn. He has to learn. But we incorporate him on a regular basis into some basic things. With place training, he helps feed the dogs. So they're all on their beds. He brings them over. He gives them treats. He defends, and we talked about this last time, he defends the other dogs off, like defends the one dog's treat by fending the others off. And we have to teach him to stand up for himself. Even when he gets knocked down, like stand up and tell that dog no. You know, you need to tell him no puppy. And he'll say no puppy, no puppy. And he'll push him and try. You've got to incorporate that. And, And the more that you can incorporate them into training sessions, we have him start doing things like ask them to sit ask them to kennel. And he now grabs dogs by the collar and tries to lead them. The big dogs, they just stand there and he can't actually pull them. But if they will go with him, he leads them over to the dog bed and says, you know, kennel to the best of the verbiage that comes out of his mouth. Go to your dog bed, right? I mean, so he is being taught to stay on top of the dogs and keep them, you know, honest for what they're supposed to be doing. And that's what is, it's really going to help from your perspective. You, you, you essentially have babies and babies. And and the nice thing is that puppies mature a lot faster than toddlers. So you're almost you're, out of the woods. You're almost out of there, especially because they're four months old. They're starting that place training. I don't know if you've necessarily started collar conditioning them to stay on a dog bed, but game changer. We just did that with tricks, uh, in a recent video out maybe a week or so ago. And mm-hmm. that has made our lives with Aiden, the other dogs, everything else that's going on in life so much easier because she can stay there and then she's expected to stay there. And then if Ethan, Ethan, I can't even keep my kid and my son straight. What am I going to do when there's another one? Um, if Aiden tries to leave the situation, cause he's, you know, She's trying to paw on him or jump on him on her bed because he always goes over and says hi to them on their bed. He can escape the situation, get away, and she has to stay there. She has to stay on her bed, and she knows that. And so she'll kind of come, oh, I want to go after him. And then she's like, oh, but I got to stay here. So that really solid collar conditioning to place will also be super beneficial, which I know it sounds like you started on. That's awesome. I think think that's, uh, I hope that helps. I hope that helps. Uh, The next one we've got here is William Chesson. Chesson. It says, I want to say thank you guys for your help. When I move to Nebraska, I will email you about some additional training. You guys rock. Awesome. Thank you. We really appreciate uh, knowing that the stuff's out there, man. We we put it out there. Um, It's... It's taken a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, literally, to be able to build the library that we have, but we love doing it, and it feels great to know that, I mean, you legit appreciate it, so. Oh, you missed one. No, I just was checking. I saw that pop up there. What do you do about, uh, so this is Josh White, what do you do about a puppy that bails on a training session, 12 weeks old, lab, is not highly food driven and will consistently bail out half to three quarters through. So this is an easy fix. Okay. Um, this is now a uh, disclaimer. Okay. As long as your dog is 100% healthy and I'm saying this to CYA. Okay. If your dog is 100% healthy, 
checks out, clean bill of health, wormed, feeling probably fat. I don't mean that begrudgingly or offensively. Now nah, it's it's a thing, okay? Um, but we need to utilize their meal for training sessions. When you lose, and if anybody hasn't noticed, we're going over on time tonight because we've got Special a lot of edition. stuff. Spe- yeah. yeah, yep. So um, when, food, when you are training, <laughs> when you are training with your dog and you have a meal, okay? As soon as you lose that focus, the rest of the meal is gone. It does not come back. You got your opportunity. It disappears. Now, if that's half of a meal, next time, evening session, you're going to get another meal. As soon as that meal is ignored, it's gone. It's only going to take a day or two, maybe three, where your dog is miss some, miss some, miss some, miss some, miss some. Now they're like, I'm kind of hungry. And now I'm going to focus. They're going to build this desire to focus specifically for food as well as it provides a more natural environment for the dogs to live. They need to be working for something and working for food is a completely natural thing. I've mentioned this lots of times, so I won't go down a rabbit hole, but dogs are 99.9% genetically the same as wolves. It's natural for a wolf to when it's fat and sassy, lie around and be lazy. When it's hungry, it goes and hunts. Hungry dogs hunt the hardest, and it's important to utilize, we find it very important to utilize meals. If the dog loses interest, just pull the meal. It's done. It will not take more than a week, and your dog is going to be very, very, very focused for your meals. So, Excellent question, and it's one that I think that people miss on the regular. Because we talk about training with meals, and people are like, oh, yeah, they just kind of lost interest, so I left it down with them, and they finished it later. No. You need to eat when the opportunity is given. This is going to be important for training. This is going to be important for travel down the road. So, good question. Next one, did we did we nope, do that? Not yet. Okay. So, all right. Uh Rashan Pradeem, I screwed it up, but you uh, messaged earlier as well. So how can you fix a gun-shy dog? I'm going to break this down very simply as well as tell you that there is no magic answer, okay? The, the simple is we have to find something that is going to pull the dog's focus to the extreme, something they want to work for that is a high enough distraction to basically blot out or completely allow them to ignore the gunfire. We introduce it in small increments, and as they continue to progress and build drive and desire toward that one task, they will no longer pay attention to the gunfire. Then, once they continue to push past that to the extreme, they will then associate the gunfire with this thing that they love so dearly, which typically is going to be birds for our bird dogs, um, which bird dogs are typically, or gun dogs are going to be the ones that are struggling with gun sensitivity, where normal dogs don't we are never introduced to guns. So normal dogs, come on, just, just you regular just home house pets, house dogs, companions. not normal dogs. Cause I'm going to say my dogs are normal too. Yes, they are normal. So, um, it, it's, it's all about finding something and building off of it. Okay. That is, I don't mean to cut you short, but we need specifics in order to be able to help you because I, I, we have fixed lots. I'm talking lots of gun shy, gun sensitive, gun issue based, reactive, noise sensitive, sensitive dogs. We fixed a ton of them. And I will tell you 
every single one of them have followed that same equation, but it has been a completely different path to get there. So not a single one of them has followed the same, like, oh, this is the, the magic trick for fixing gun sensitivity. That equation is the magic trick, but it is different for every dog. We've, I mean, for example, one of those situations that was like one that you would go, this, this really can't be the There's answer. There's no way this will work. We ended up using a bumper launcher. Yep. One of DG but Systems bumper launcher. And it wasn't that, just like, oh, let's try this and take it out and see what happens. Um, this dog was just so retrieve driven when we were able to work. To the max. Yeah. And we were able to work through that, like more retrieve driven than bird driven. Um, mm-hmm. So we were able to use that. And then he absolutely went psycho and loved the bumper launcher. He went on to be a bomb detection dog. Which involves an insane level of uh, noise and situational stability. So it's it's pretty crazy the turnaround that happened there. Um, let's see. I think we're pretty caught up with that Yay, so far. We get to talk about what I have been very excited. To talk All right. About so this a is a huge one, and we put in the thing. So if you guys have hung on this long, you are extremely lucky. Uh, this is where the free stuff comes in. We we posted this as a comment. On or a thing, whatever. Free stuff, free stuff. And that happens tonight. We don't do it all the time, but we're doing it for you. So we've been talking about this new rollout of our online store for a while now. Do you believe I will? And it's been a work in progress because we're trying to make sure that things transition as smoothly as possible and have worked out most of the kinks. And believe me, there were kinks. That was another thing that we were finishing today and it was like oh we got this all set up make it go live why didn't all that save now we have to go back and do all of those shipping options again and Mm -hmm. all this stuff and uh oh why isn't sales tax calculating properly oh why isn't this going why isn't this coupon code working okay so we think that we've got pretty much all of the kinks worked out Pretty close, and we're going to use y'all as guinea pigs, all right? If you are still here, let me see, what do we got? 133 people still actively listening, according to the analytics, right? That's awesome. The um, You guys are getting a code. If you're listening, write this down. I'm not putting it in the comments. You have to listen live. You have to get it here, and there's a very limited number of times that this will be able to be used, so... When this is replaying tomorrow or the next day or the day after that, too little, too late. You had to be here live. The code is Yawa, Y A W A, new N E W store. Yeah, you heard it. Standingstonesupply.com is now officially live. Our store, our online store, thanks to all of you and the folks that have helped grow it, has outgrown being a store link on standingstonekennels.com and it has created its own monstrosity, all right? It is Yawa, new store, all one word, that is your discount code. If you go on there and you make a purchase, pick anything out on the store, you get a free I ducking love German short hairs t-shirt. You pick it out. You enter the code. Pick it's your free. Size. Yep. You get to pick your size. Yep. And then Yawa use that code and it's free. New store. Somebody commented on you turds. So <laughs> Yawa new store. Yes. You go to uh, 
I'll, I'll comment this in here so y'all have got it. Let me see here. Yes, all capital letters. I believe that is necessary to. No, get- it's not. Oh, no, just it's not. all one word. But all one word. Um, and that will take the discount off for the t-shirt. And then you're still, you still have to make a purchase on the store and that will allow us to help make sure that all your the kinks pigs. are worked out. Yep, so like I said, pigs. So you're getting a free t-shirt to be our guinea pig. If there's kinks, we'll make sure that it works out for you, but it, it's helping. So it is standingstonesupply.com. Um, all caps don't really matter, but it does have to be all one word. You go on there, there's a limited supply of small, medium, large, extra large, extra, extra large. And when they're gone, they're gone, folks. So go on as soon as you can. Once this is done, it is standingstonesupply.com. I'm pinning that message to the top. So you got it. That is the new store. I also want to know your opinion. We're still, it's still a work in progress. Excuse me. We've had a lot of help. And I do want to say thank you to all of our friends and family that helped to edit and find errors and find issues and find things that needed correcting. Yes. And um, we're to a point where we're pretty freaking close. And that is to all of their help and uh, Red 11 Media who helped produce that and push that out. It's one of those things that we're getting all caps, all caps, all caps. It does not have to be all caps. It can be all caps or no all caps. But go on to standingstonesupply.com. Place an order and make sure to throw in your t-shirt. Again, minimum number of sizes. And once they're gone, they're gone, folks. But um, the sooner you get there, the better. The ladies' hats are on that store, aren't they? Are they not? Um, they are supposed to be. We'll look. Um, I know we got pictures and stuff over. A Photos are there. For them to be on the store. Uh, uh, if they're not, I'm going to be so sad. They will. If, if they're not, I guarantee you they will be tomorrow. Okay. So, um but you can also go to the cool part of the new store is you can still go to standingstonekennels.com. Go to the link for store and it takes you to Standing Stone Supply. So That's what it's I'm doing really right now. Easy. I just went to our website. I'm it's really on easy to still get there and navigate there. We wanted it to be as seamless as possible and seem, um, you know, still our brand, which it is. And all still items that we use in training, we test, we recommend and put the out there for you guys. Uh, are we looking? We're looking. Uh, they're not yet. Okay. okay. Slip through the cracks. Tomorrow. See, this is why we need you guys. Yes, tomorrow. I guarantee they will be up tomorrow. As soon as we message Shalika, she'll be like, I will have it done in 10 minutes. Shalika's <laughs> She's awesome. crazy. Yeah. Crazy good. Yes, in a good way. Like, she's very on top of updates and helping us make sure that everything's working smoothly. So, we'll get that up there. Sorry, it's not there tonight. This says, my recent order shipped. Well, absolutely fantastic. If your recent order was in the last three hours, five, five, hour, five hours. five hours. finished it up around four. Yeah, three, so it's only been five. live for a few hours. So, um, the puppy section isn't working. Uh, ah. <laughs> Really? See, this is why we need you this guys. This is why we need you, and this is why you're getting a free T-shirt for helping us out, okay? Um, shoot me a, an email with anything you're finding, please, because I'll lose these messages as soon as the live is over. So shoot me an email with uh, on the Contact Us page of what is not working for you. I see puppy sections working, so you might be crazy, but... <laughs> I don't know. It, we clicked on it, and it worked, but... <clears throat> It also has a lot of really cool filtering, finding. Mm. Ah, it's not working there. No, it's not, Shalika. 
Ah, that is, you're right. So from the homepage, it's not working. Um, the home store page. Yep, but, I'm, I'm sending that now. This will be done. But it's got a lot of really cool filtering and searchability to find what you're looking for on the store. And we want to keep working out the kinks because we think that we've got them all. And then there's just one more thing that we didn't check or we didn't find. And to thank you, you get a free t-shirt. So thank you guys. We're going to keep announcing new mugs are not on there. I mean, we sent those things over, so I'm sorry that they're not on there yet. Uh, Those pictures were just taken. So those all fall the new, the women's hats and the mugs, they were all taken at the same time. They will be up. I, I, Almost promised tomorrow, okay? And I will make a post on social media when they're done. Excellent. Uh, but thank you. These are the things that we need to know so that we, we can fix them. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. So we talked about the new store and the coupon code, which we're excited about. Now, this one's fun. I'm excited about this one. Um, this comes back. I, I am I mean, more excited. I'm super excited, folks. So excited. Okay, so uh, pigeons. You guys talked about pigeons. You want to know updates. You want to know how to get pigeons. You want to know where you can get pigeons. Also, uh, you can buy my line of homing pigeons, which are racing pigeons. And we have some half-breds, which are going to be, I say half-breds, they're going to be fantastical, fantastical um, homing pigeons out to 100 miles. Easy, okay? 100, yes, I said it. For those of you that don't know all about the, the homing pigeon aspect of things, the racing pigeon aspect of things, don't get him started. Don't get me started unless you want to go to the new channel, which is Guy with the Pink Gun, starting my own YouTube channel to pro- specifically provide you with the pigeon information, the hunting information, the vlogs, the other shenanigans that is me. The shooting exhibition stuff. Exhibition shooting. Bourbon and bird dogs. <laughs> I'll be doing all the things, folks. Bourbon and Bird Dogs is another one of them. And somebody specifically asking here said, hey, Skype with me. I'll bourbon and bird dogs you. I'm all about it, buddy. We're going to do it. Um, That channel is live. And I've got something that's really fun. Kat wants to share. Our little boy, we love him to death. You need to show this. Yeah. So um, what's really exciting is that we just, um, because this new channel, it's going to be rolling out. And the goal for Ethan is to have, I think he's going to try and do two videos a week the, at this point. The puppy page is fixed, folks. Check it out. <laughs> like I said, Shalika, Shalika is done. Like, five done. seconds. Five minutes. Um, but the goal will to try and put out two videos a week on his channel that has all things to do with what he's excited about. And um, I'm thinking that that will be able to roll out April 1st. Yeah, Monday was when I think the first video, or Tuesday, Tuesday is when the first video is supposed Thursdays to post. Yeah, was our goal. So um, next week, which is the beginning of April week, is when this should go. So I wanted to show you this because Ethan's got a really cool new intro for his channel. And we started watching it, and Aiden heard the music and ran over to the couch and wanted to see it. And so I videoed him watching it because it was so adorable. So I'm going to try and show this to you and see if it doesn't get blurry and all the things. Uh, There you go. Sorry. Again. Again. (laughs) 
It's just a little intro to the guy with the pink gun videos, which is a little bit of everything that's going on there. Again, 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 again. again. I I think we probably literally watched uh, the 15 or 20 second intro. 15 or 20 times, maybe. Yeah, it was it was very well received, at least by our two year old. And hopefully when you guys see the first videos coming out, you can comment if you like them, because we have a fairly new intro on our standing stone. Yep. And we've gotten a lot of feedback that people really think the new intro is really cool, too. So if you're one of them, say, hey, we love the intro, and then bop on over to Ethan's channel in a week and let us know if you like uh, his intro, too. The uh, I have some pigeon videos outcome, upcoming that show some updates, as well as they're going to show the new loft. I just built a new loft. Um, we've got new traps. We've got all kinds of fun things and all of that, as well as I'll talk about the specific birds. Um, we're talking about nutrition, how I'm changing that with the birds, where I'm sending them for races this year will follow along with those things, as well as I've got a new video upcoming that is going to be talking about my new, it's, well, it's not necessarily 100% new, but it's going to be new exhibition guns, so trick shot stuff. How many shots I can get in the thing. Um, so all of that stuff, it's going to be fun. It's just, it's just shenanigans. It's just fun stuff that doesn't hundred percent fit with standing some kennels, dog training videos. And it's stuff that y'all have asked about and are hoping to see be looking for guy with the pink gun. And we next? we've gotten a few people asking a few more questions about the store and things like that. Um, and the new channel, what happened to pink gun productions? So there's wanted, a story behind that. Yes, I see. I, I want it to be as easy to find and fluid across. And make sense to people if they're searching for something. Y'all that are here right now, you are the, the diehards, the nitty gritty. You're going to get it, um, but I need to be able to... To, to preach to the others. Now, with that, Pink Gun Productions is going to be a bigger thing. It's going to be kind of like the back, uh, the back stage pass, if you will, or the, the, what am I thinking? Essentially, Guy with the Pink Gun will be produced by Pink Gun Productions, right? As well as we've been asked to do some bigger projects, like bigger projects, um, commercials for some companies and videos for other companies. And all of those will be produced by Pink Gun Productions. Uh-oh. It says Yawa New Store doesn't work. What? Uh, Did you put a t-shirt in your cart? Yeah, you got to put it. You got to put a t-shirt in the cart. Let Did me you know. put a t-shirt in the cart? All right, so do the, the last you, you of the notes have, there. Yeah, you got to have a t-shirt in your cart. Somebody said I should do my own goat channel. <laughs> you should do your own goat channel. <laughs> I think channel. it was Kelly. She's a patron. Um... um we don't have goats yet, so maybe in the future I'm working on that that aspect of things. But I think I'm gonna start with having a. Other uh, it, boy. it is working. There's already five orders that have been placed that have T-shirts in them. So maybe you have a typo. The code is Yawa W A or Y A W A N E W S T R E. Yawa New Store. Who said that it wasn't working? Um. There were comments. There were a couple of them. So that's why I wanted to bring that up because I was like, oh. Yawa new store doesn't work. Yawa new store. Oh, you, well, you have a, you specifically have a period in there. Is the the period, is the period causing you a problem? Coupon code doesn't work. 
Oh, t-shirt. Yes. You got to throw a t-shirt in the cart. Then you enter the code and you get the t-shirt for free. Yes. So you add the t-shirt in your size to the cart. 100% free for using the code. Okay. So hopefully it's working for everybody and there's less confusion now. Yeah, I'm Um, sliding down the chair a little bit. Someone also asked about, and this has been a very common question recently. No uh, goats, such a pain. Yep. (laughs) No goats. I say that about pigeons. Touche. But people have been asking about the slip covers for the Coranda dog beds a ton. We were getting bombarded with messages, emails, phone calls, comments on our YouTube channel. When are they going to be back in stock? And I wish I could give you guys an exact answer. Um, They are a product that's made in the USA. They are made almost to order via Coranda. And they are out of stock. They haven't had stock for the last almost two months. They are hoping to have stock by the end of April. I know. They told us the end of March, which we're running up on. And so we were passing that on to clients saying, hey, it's going to be the end of the month, as in the end of March. And then we found out the middle to end of April now. We are going to keep, you know, reaching out to them, seeing if that's going to change. Um, But I know that supply and demand and everything has been delayed in the industry, whether it's Cranda dog beds or some of DT systems products that we're out of stock on, on the store as well. And that's not because we're not getting them in because we're not ordering them. It's because the distributors that we work with can't get them in themselves. So we're, you know, we appreciate your patience. We appreciate your business. And as soon as those things become available and we can get them in stock, they will be updated on the store so that you can order them. See here, I got a little update. Oh, these guys are working overtime, and I'm I'm afraid to see the bill on this bad boy. Okay, (laughs) but we appreciate Um, them as well. It says, uh, "Got us new photos on this right. Just needed to edit, put it in the products. Do you have a description? If the photos edited, I could add them to the site now. If you have pricing, uh, hat pricing is the same. I don't know if they're actually watching." (laughs) (laughs) they're probably not watching this because they have lives outside of work (sighs) okay so ethan's gonna message them and see if we can get a few of these things wham bam thank you ma'am on the store um and then i'm gonna mention our one last announcement while he gets that done So was it just the last Yawa that we talked about the pedigrees and how our pedigree program works? And there was a lot of, it wasn't last one because it was the one before where we were actually live because we got a a lot of people saying, yes, pedigree podcast, we want one of those. So we decided let's do that. It's not going to be a Yawa where we're answering lots of questions because that will get A, really hard to follow along with and distracting, but it is going to be um, a live pedigree podcast, and it's going to talk about how the pedigree program works, the numbers, what they mean, what a pedigree looks like, the you know number of dogs that are in these pedigrees, uh, what the color coding is, all of that information that people ask about on a regular. And the other cool part of that is, so if you guys are like super nerdy into the pedigrees and the genetics and the numbers, you definitely are going to want to tune into that. But the cool part is we are going to incorporate 
one, maybe two, depending on um, how much time it takes to get them into the pedigree program that we have? Uh, if they're sent over, I'll get them in ahead of time so that okay. we can go over them. So, I if I mean, if it's a long enough episode, we could probably do Two a handful. Three. A handful. So, send in your dog's pedigree and, and we'll and be able to work to through it. And it has to have, you know, official registered names, things like that. And it, A legit certified pedigree is best if you've got something to that effect. Yes. I mean... And unfortunately, we're not trying to discriminate or anything, but it will have to be has to be short a short hair. hairs pedigree, yeah. German short hair pointer pedigree. I've got twenty seven thousand short hairs in a mix, and a big part of the pedigrees, and we'll explain all of this, but it involves having access to multiple generations, upwards of ten. And I don't have ten generations on any other breed. I don't have any generations on any other breed. No. So, so we have. Because we breed German short hairs, that's what we have pedigree access to and this program for. So if you guys want us to put your dog's pedigree in our pedigree program and go over it during the live pedigree podcast, you will need to send that pedigree over to yawapedigrees at gmail.com. Ethan's going to throw that in the comments as well. So that you guys can find it um, and attach that pedigree, send it over, and we'll get it into the database, and then we'll schedule a live pedigree podcast. We'll announce it so Yawa that you guys pedigree. Z, I put an with S an on S. It. Yep. At Gmail. Mm-hmm. Yep. Send them over. Please just send them to that email, though. Don't use our contact forms or anything like that. I mean, I get hundreds of emails a day. It will get lost and buried, and I don't want that to happen. So use the Yawa Pedigrees at gmail.com email address, and then it'll have to take a little bit of time for us to get those, get them entered into the database, and then schedule that Yawa podcast or live pedigree podcast. But we're excited because it's something that we've wanted to do for a while, and we think that it'll be educational and interesting for people um, that are as nerdy as Ethan. Yes, it, it, it's a deep dive. It will not be, uh, for me, it's not a bourbon kind of thing. It's a coffee kind of thing. It's like uh, study time, folks. Game. Cram some caffeine and let's roll. But you can enjoy bourbon while you listen. I'm just saying. I mean, it's but the, um, we've got a few codes in, code doesn't work, yada, yada. You got to add a t-shirt to the cart. Then you can, from there, enter the code. You get the shirt for free, 100% free. Okay, folks, this is our thank you to you for trying this stuff out, helping us. Uh, we got some cool stuff. People love the homie hats. Yeah, baby, that's that's not what I'm wearing right now, but I thought I'd. Um, is uh, there any free shipping? Nah, you got Come on now. Free shirts. Free shirts, folks. And. Throw some other stuff in there. We will uh, we will adjust some stuff. We're we're gonna be making some changes as it continues to grow. If you want to see a specific line of products or a specific type of products or see what we recommend in a specific category, hit us up. We're gonna be adding. This is gonna be growing. It's gonna grow a lot over the next few months. So um, what we need from you is help. And we uh, definitely appreciate your feedback. This says I just bought a hat. Thank you. Uh, I hope you like your hat. Uh, and I hope you got a t-shirt for free out of the deal and you put it in your cart and you use the coupon. Surfer girl, it stands for you ask, we answer. Somebody asked. Someone some. asked what y'all oh. stands for and they were oh, answering gotcha. it for yep. you. Yep, yep, yep. You ask, we answer, baby. Woo! 
And that is probably about a wrap for tonight. Uh, AKC registration info or pedigree chart from a breeder. As long as it's got registration names and ideally numbers, that'll give me enough. Uh, I've got, a, like I said, about 27,000 dogs entered. So I've probably, even if I don't have the first couple dogs in your dog's pedigree, I've probably got stuff behind them. I've do done a lot of, and cats helped me with that. that we've spent hours of data entry upon hours upon hours of data entry and data correction and data second checking and all of the things and i absolutely love talking about it so it'll be a fun one it will be a deep dive into pedigrees and it looks like the awesome team that we have from red 11 media has been doing some updating so a few more things are going to be added to the store shortly um that we had just had requests for, which again is why we need you guys to give us feedback. Uh, sorry, launchers are also out of stock. I was talking about Coranda slip covers and then also mentioned DT Systems is out of stuff. <laughs> thank you for, thank God you fixed the smoke detector. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, you're welcome. Yep. Nine volt battery, baby. Works every time. <laughs> but anything that's out of stock is truly out of stock and we just can't get from distributors right now. And the reason we can't get it from distributors is because they can't get it. They can't get it. So it will be updated and in stock when it's available. Wah! We love you folks. And I believe that's all the time that we have for this evening. It was a extra long episode, but we had a lot extra of... Extra lots of things to talk about. Um, amazing stuff. It was an insane day. We loved the opportunity to be able to share it with y'all and answer your questions and hang out and we love these live yawas can't wait to do more of them next week will be live and we're going to try and hook up our patron so they can join us next week 7 30 central standard time live Uh, folks i'm the guy with the pink gun i'm cat the dog trainer we'll see you in the next video